Hi, everyone. This week, we're replaying one of our favorite episodes from the first couple years of the podcast. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks! Welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna shaw I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. And before we get started, remember to talk to your doctor before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Uh, today we're going to be talking about meal planning and grocery shopping. Fun. Fun. Um, and if you have questions about anything we talk about in this episode or just anything in your fitness and nutrition and life, um, send us your questions. Our email is info at justonemorepodcast.com and our Twitter and Instagram is at justonemorepod. You can also post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast. We love getting listener questions. Um, if you are wondering about something, the chances that someone else who listens to the show is wondering about the same thing are very high. So um, send your questions and we'll answer them. We, we want to hear from you. Uh, so... Meal planning, grocery shopping. I feel like this is sort of like it fits a little bit into the category of like life hacks. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of like, but it's actually just like how to manage your life. Um, because we all know that cooking at home is a really good way to save money and a good way to eat more nutritious foods, but it takes a lot of preparation to do it in a way that actually does both of those things and doesn't take up your entire life. Mm -hmm. So I thought that in this episode, we could talk about like how we each actually for real do it in our day to day Mm -hmm. lives. And then, um, some suggestions about what people can do because everyone's situation is different. So Mm -hmm. like someone living by themselves with three roommates who, and everyone cooks individually is going to have a really different experience of these things than someone who is like, a mother of two Mm -hmm. and has, uh, you know, uh, is making dinner for four or like a father of six and Mm -hmm. is, you know, making dinner or whatever. Or couples or totally. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of different angles on this thing. So I thought we'd talk about what we each do, how we each handle it in our own lives. And then, um, some tips for the wider world. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to start with you. Mm -hmm. What does your, like meal planning and grocery shopping life look like? I know you guys cook at home. Um, and I also know that you're both very busy. Yeah, we, um, and a few, a few months ago, we, something while we were getting ready for our wedding, (laughs) that's what it was. I would say pretty much from September 15th onward. And, um, now it's, you know, a few months later, it's been much more challenging to, find the time to cook. We're still at home on the weeknights and, um, and I actually don't go out too much during the, the week. I actually don't go out at all during the week to eat meals. For me, it's like school nights or school nights. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in terms of the cooking that we've been doing, just from a pure scheduling standpoint, I, it was even kind of shocking to me like, oh my goodness, I have literally had two fried eggs on top of a corn tortilla three nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> or I've reheated, um, you know, reheated 
tomato soup or I've, I'll like top everything with fried eggs. Like Mm -hmm. I'll just like, literally I'll just put two eggs on top of anything to turn it into some type of protein filled, uh, you know, something a little bit more nutritious, but I would say on a normal basis, Stuart and I, yes, we do cook our meals at home. So in terms of where we grocery shop, we do a mix of everything. So I will always have the opportunity to pop by a Trader Joe's either Tuesday afternoons or Wednesday evenings, just depending on where I'm finishing those nights. So it's like in the, I'm in the flat iron on Tuesdays uh, in the afternoons or I'm on the upper West Wednesday evenings. So that's when I'll generally do my run there. And that's just kind of like for staples um, and like, and, and some produce as well. I'm not like the hugest, hugest fan of like their, their fruit, but you know, I will totally get bags of spinach and, and keep the apartment legitimately like, well, not legitimately, but try to keep it at least stocked because I hate running out of food. And yet there are tons of, there are tons of grocery stores near me, but I find because I'm already near those Trader Joe's, I will do that. So we occasionally do Fresh Direct, and that's more of a, like, once every month thing. Like, if we have... I'm not sure how national they are, but there are similar things nationally, but it's basically, like, an online... You, like, order your stuff online, and they deliver Mm -hmm. it to you. Yeah. So So we'll do that. is a similar one. Yeah. I feel like there's a shop, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll do that occasionally, like, if we're, like, hosting a dinner party, and we know we want to you know, I don't know, get like heavier things that I don't want to carry. And that's the (laughs) other pain in the butt of living in New York and grocery shopping is you have to carry everything. And I'm very excited for the day that I can just load everything into a car. Um, as like sad as I will be when that time comes, because it will probably mean <laughs> I'm Yeah, then you'll I'm probably no... like look back fondly on like, oh, I miss the days when I, I would know, just stop by the store and walk home. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's going to, it's definitely going to be different. But in terms of where I buy groceries, I start with Trader Joe's and then I'll do kind of like fresh direct off of that. And then when things were not quite as busy, pretty much pre-wedding <laughs> wedding planning, Stuart and I on Sundays, we would also go to Whole Foods and that's when we would actually do a little bit of a like we'd actually run three miles to the Whole Foods in Tribeca and then do our grocery shopping there and it wouldn't be as much of like a staples thing like we wouldn't buy as many staples but it would be more for whatever it was we were super excited about cooking that night because something that Stuart and I do love and have been trying to definitely get back into is every Sunday night we do like family dinner. So either it's me and Stuart or it's me and Stuart and my younger sister and her boyfriend. And we'll cook like a really big kind of special Sunday feel type meal. And we'll actually like spend all week planning that recipe. So that's what we do from a grocery perspective. And, um, do I eat mostly at home? I personally, yes, I don't eat out very often. Even lunches, I try to, uh, I try to either make something or pack something or I'll like just graze on what's in my purse. But from a meal prep standpoint, generally what we make on Sunday will be enough to do like cover Monday. Uh-huh. But then on Tuesday, it's when I get home from hit it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I'm, it's like eight fifty five, and I'm just getting home and I still have to foam roll. I'm just going to put two eggs on top of some pasta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my jam. So I have a couple questions based mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Um, when you buy staples, 
is that based on just sort of like a running list you have in your head of what you like to keep around or like how do you manage like what staples are for you and when you need them yeah so I take a look at essentially what I personally not so much Stuart but I'm I'm home a little bit more than he is I take a look at what I personally have been eating or what I've been choosing to eat for my breakfast lunches and dinners and what I get into so Mm -hmm. you know I was going through that green drink phase right Phase meaning I haven't made it in like <laughs> since hey, the wedding. You said were you were in a green drink phase. I know, and if you listen back to all the the previous episodes, especially the summer episodes, I was like living by this yeah. green drink. So for me, this the staples were every time I went to Trader Joe's. You know, they have great English cucumbers there. It was like English cucumbers and spinach, and I could get limes. And like these are things where you know, like like I just don't like the apples there, but mm-hmm. everything else is fine. I'm not a huge fan of the grapes there, but it's like. <laughs> But like everything else, I'm totally, totally fine with. You can't go too wrong with that. So it's things like lemons and limes and, um, uh, you know, cucumbers and spinach and like those things. So I'd, I'd go buy meal. Mm-hmm. I went through a big like Greek yogurt and granola phase. So that, that those were the staples. Eggs I always get at Trader Joe's. Um, do you keep like a physical list or do you just keep it in your mind? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Before I enter the store... And my, like, as I frantically, like, power walk or, like, run over there, Uh (laughs) I will pull up my phone notes and I'll be like, don't forget X, Y, Z. (laughs) Oh, avocados. I Mm -hmm. get there. Um, Do I have a running list in my phone? No, I don't. Because then I always end up just deleting the list, which is silly because I should just keep the list. Well, this is about what you actually do, yeah. not what you do in a right, dream world. Right, right. This is very true. And I think for me, it's like completely muscle memory. Totally. <laughs> Trader Joe's is muscle memory yeah. to me. You like know and, what you uh, get from what section. And I know and... exactly. I have like my store routine down at each location, except mm-hmm. Union Square. I don't go near that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Stuart and I will make a list before we go to Whole Foods. And generally, that's because whatever it is we are we want to make that night is more ingredient like. specific specific so um that's what so in terms of staples i I guess i go by aisle Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) so that's how i that's how i that's how i do that uh that makes a lot of sense that's a great question all right so now i'm gonna talk about about what i do so what we do has changed somewhat in the last year because um matt left his full-time job which meant that both of us were um uh, without significant incomes for a period of time. Um, and so we really wanted to, um, buy food at home and buy once for the week, both in terms of like, um, you know, we were going to the grocery store like five times a week and it was getting kind of out of control. Um, but we wanted to lock it down to once one shopping trip a week and, um, to try to, cook as many meals for ourselves as we could, including preparing lunches, which added like a whole level of complexity to our grocery week. Um, cause we were including basically like 10 more meals. If you count like a lunch for each of us five days a week. Um, so we didn't always do this, but we started doing this in February and it's working really well for us. So what we do is we have a, a shared Google doc. Okay. Oh. So first I should say, as I say this, this is what works for us. Um, not everyone needs to do the same thing. We have a very technology-based scheduled plan. So we have a, a shared Google Doc with the days of the week and lunch and dinner written under each one. Oh and when, on, usually on Saturdays, we'll like get together to do like meal planning 
and we'll go through and look at our calendars for the week. We each have a Google calendar that we share with each other so we can see each other's schedule. Um, and we'll say, okay, like, uh, Monday is two lunches, but only one dinner because Joanne is going to be out. Tuesday is two lunches and two dinners. Uh, Wednesday is like one lunch because Matt has a lunch meeting and, uh, you know, but only Joanna will be home for dinner. So we like map out the week in terms of who's going to be around for what. And then we go through and, uh, try to decide one thing that we're making for lunches for the week, whether it's like a big batch of soup in the crock pot or, um, uh, you know, the, we've been making like grain bowls where we make like a meat thing in the crock pot and then like cook up farro and then cook up a couple vegetables. Um, so we'll like decide like what is lunch for the week and then for the dinners that we have at home, like which nights do we need to cook and which nights can we have leftovers from the stuff we already cooked? And then which nights are we going to basically just like put two eggs on pasta because it's only one of us and whatever. <laughs> um, and then based on that, we then have a shared grocery list on an app called Todoist. Um, oh, where yeah. we like share a list with each other so that if one of us, this is something we started doing a while ago because we would both come home having bought milk. I'm literally taking so many notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todoist works for us and it's free and you can like share a list. Um, so then if I like stop at the store and I look at the list and I'm like, oh, that thing that was on there this morning is gone. I'm like, oh, Matt must've gotten it already. Um, so we make a list of all the, one of us will sit at the computer and the other one will be in the kitchen and I'll like go through the recipe at the computer and be like, okay, I know we have this. I know we have this. Do we have enough butter? And Matt will like look and say like, you know, no, we need to add that to the list and I'll put on the list. Um, so we'll go through all of the menu items for the week and in deciding what to cook, we base it during the CSA season on what vegetables we have. Cause that's like the main thing is like, we have to use these vegetables. Mm -hmm. And then other times it's like, what do we feel like eating? Or like, what do we want to get rid of in our cabinets? Um, or just like, what do we like? Um, and then on that same Google doc where we do our menu planning for the week, we have a list that is our list of staples. So basically like the foods we always want to have in the house. And that includes stuff we eat for breakfast and um, some just sort of like general stuff we like to have. Um, so then after we've done like the specific menu planning for the week, I'll run through everything on the staples list. And Matt will say like, yes, we need milk. No, we're good on turkey. Like, yes, we have two cans of tuna. Oh, we're running low on peanut butter. Um, and on that list, I include food stuff, um, paper products like toilet paper, Kleenex, um, paper towels, and soaps. We use four different kinds of soap in our house. I realized we have <laughs> like for the kitchen and the bathroom, right? We have, and... um, dish soap, dishwasher soap, uh, bath soap and hand soap, all of which are different. Um, so we like run through our staples list and we make our grocery list. And then, uh, we both go shopping together and do like one big shopping trip. I have a granny cart, um, like those like laundry carts or whatever. And if, if it's a big trip, we'll like bring that so that it's easier to get home. And we just go, there are several grocery stores within a couple blocks of our place. And we just go to the one that's like sort of medium in price, but relatively good in selection. It's not, it's definitely not like a gourmet store, but it's also not like a bodega. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, pretty like run of the mill New York grocery store. Um, so that's what we do. It's you guys involved. are so tech savvy, though. We've, like that's we're very tech savvy. Yeah, you guys are just um, good at that. Though. Well, part like, of this was like, like this was this was like modeled that. to me by my parents growing up. So 
um, what my parents did when I was growing up is they would have, um, this was like pre internet, but they would, my mom had like a word document that had, um, in the order that the aisles come in in the grocery store my dad was shopping at, mm-hmm. she would have, like, all the staples mm-hmm. listed. And yeah. She would print it out every week and would, like, circle the things we needed, cross out the stuff we didn't need, and then, like, add in special stuff. Um, and then my dad would take the list and go to the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a model for me of, like, planning the meals for the week, um, knowing what you like to have around, like, uh, you know, putting things in the order of what aisle they come in so it's easy to shop. Yeah. Um, but until recently, we hadn't really put the effort into doing it ourselves because, as you can tell from my explanation, like, it involves planning. Like, mm-hmm. we probably spend an hour meal planning and making the list and then, like, a little under an hour going to the store. Mm-hmm. But that means that, like, we don't have to buy lunch out mm-hmm. almost ever because we have stuff already. Um, and when we come home in the evening, we already know what we're cooking and we already have the ingredients, Mm -hmm. which I think, especially if you're living the kind of lifestyle where you like maybe aren't getting home until seven or seven 30, it's really like if you have to go to the store at seven 30, you're not going to the store. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to the pizza shop and Mm -hmm. getting a slice of pizza, um, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But we wanted to be saving money and still like eating as well as we could. And Mm -hmm. so this is our like very involved way for doing that. Um, But it works for us. So if there's a part of that that works for you. Totally. I think it's great involving. And also Matt is so tech, like, savvy, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. And Stuart's tech savvy, but somehow somehow the grocery front of our relationship just just doesn't involve him anymore. (laughs) Well, that's a very interesting thing. So um, It used to. I don't really know. (laughs) It just clicked. I was like, yeah, I don't know how that happened. I guess I just took that on as my responsibility. Yeah. But, um... Well, so if you're in a couple (laughs) or um, are, like, partnered and have kids, um, how these tasks get split up um, is, uh, like, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's a purposeful choice. Um, it used to be, I think, like, not a question. Like, yeah, women were like in charge women. of food. Yeah. And, uh, you know, men made the money that paid for the food. Totally. Um, and as that has changed, um, I think uh, it is definitely good that there are not those prescribed roles. But I think um, there is a certain amount of men are not expected to take care of those things. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they were not taught how to do them. Yeah. And that's, that's a blanket statement. I'm sure there are men who are taught in depth meal planning and grocery shopping skills, <laughs> but it often sort of, even in relationships of that are otherwise relationships of equals, it can often f- just fall on the woman yeah. without thinking about it. Yeah. And, and without, that was like a very recent you know, thing too. Like, yeah. Well, part it's like, it always depends. So in our relationship too, like this was sort of part of my deal with Matt oh, about when like the job switches. when yeah when he left mm-hmm. his job I was like this is going to take work for us to like keep eating as well as we do and not spend as much money mm-hmm. and I'm going to need your buy-in on this because I'm not doing it by myself mm-hmm. and you know he was totally willing to mm-hmm. like step up to that challenge um, but there are still things like I work from home so like you know today we're having chili that's a crockpot thing so like. I'm going to be the one who puts it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine because, because it's teamwork. Yeah, it is teamwork. <laughs> um, but like 
if you are in a household where you are doing all of the work and you don't want to be like, you have a right to have a conversation about that. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, there can definitely be a division of labor, uh, because if everyone's benefiting, everyone should be putting in, (laughs) I think. Um, so let's talk about like what we're thinking about when we're making a grocery list and a meal plan. We talked Mm -hmm. about it a little bit in terms of, um, like you think about like, what am I eating these days for breakfast? Yeah. Um, we think about that too. Like I am almost always an eggs person, but like during the winter, I'm more like eggs and oatmeal. And mm-hmm. during the summer, I'm more like eggs on toast. Yeah. Um, and Matt will go in phases. So there was a phase where he was just eating like four boxes of grape nuts a week. <laughs> and then he sort of got out of that phase and then was in yogurt. So we do think about like, what's our thing right now? Green drinks in your case. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to come back. No, just kidding. <laughs> just it kidding. totally will. Yeah. Once the weather warms up a little bit, mm-hmm. once I get back into that either routine or I have that desire, but there are some things for, for emergency dinners or for very quick weeknight dinners. I mm-hmm. think that these can always be on hand and these were the things. So essentially during this like phase of time. So normally it was, it was Stuart who would cook dinner. Right. And so every time I even said this, like in my vows, like at the wedding, it's like, Stuart always has dinner, like ready. Like when I come home, like super late at night and that's why I love you. And I can't wait to marry you. Um, the two months leading up to the wedding were not like that. <laughs> it was both of us like scrant, like arriving home at separate times, um, not having communicated at all during the day and kind of doing every meal for himself. Yeah. <laughs> like Stuart either wouldn't be hungry because he was late at work and had already eaten or, um, you know, or I was going to make something that Stuart didn't want because it was like something really healthy and maybe he didn't deem it as tasty. <laughs> and so he would have something else. But here's what I think that in terms of weeknight dinner staples, things mm-hmm. that I personally always, always, always have on hand and yeah. can be bought very inexpensively. I always have quinoa, always have extra virgin olive oil. I always have spinach or kale and I always have a can of beans the cans of cans, plural of mm-hmm. beans, whether it's black or red or white or, um, chickpeas. Mm-hmm. I've been super into white beans lately because they're a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so based off of the, and I always have eggs in terms of like meat protein. Sometimes I didn't think far enough ahead to defrost <laughs> anything. Yeah. So, so for me having those staples, that means you can always have, um, you can always whip something up very quickly And even if you just arrive home, you can start either, you can put the quinoa to boil right away while you go hop in the shower. Just don't take too long in the shower. So you can turn (laughs) it back down to the simmer. um, And then you can just toss in the spinach. And I think having the spinach and the beans are essential for having some type of green, a spinach or kale, having some type of green. And then the beans are critical for having some type of protein. And then say you have a ton of other vegetables on hand, you might, or you might not, but you can always then from there, that's your quinoa hodgepodge base. And then from there you can decide, do I want to add tomatoes? Do I want to add cucumbers? What else do I have? Do I want to add eggplant? Do I want to make this more of a, 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 do I have avocado? Can I make this more of a, this theme, or can I make this more of a, that theme? Um, and then you can just do olive oil, lemon juice, salt, pepper, vinegar, just add whatever you want to flavor it. And then if you want, you can top that with a fried egg or two, or if you have some type of meat, you can pair that with. But I think having those three things as your base, you have a grain that has protein in it, and then you have a veg that 
um, can be bought by the bag full. And then you have something, it might not be a meat protein, but at least the beans give you some protein. Mm -hmm. You have those elements and everything is high in fiber. At least you can eat. This for Stuart is like the most unappealing thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So while I ate this leading up to the wedding as my like Wednesday night, like emergency meal, um, he was having, you know, a grilled cheese or like, like something that he could throw together last minute. And that's fine for him. Totally. <laughs> so, um, because those were, those were his fitness goals to eat grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> that sounds like so, my fitness goal also. I know. Right. So like, I, I think that that's like the epic, the ultimate, I mean, who doesn't love grilled cheese and soup as like a, a last mm-hmm. minute, you know, meal. I would be like, please put an egg on it. <laughs> <laughs> please get some protein. Like, for the life like, for the love of all that is holy and good. Can you please put an egg on it? And he'd be like, cheese is protein. And I'd be like, I know, I know. And he'd be like, you say that on your podcast, cheese is protein. <laughs> and I'd be like, I know, but like, we're, you're, we're like, you're, you're working out, you're getting ready for the wedding. Like, can you just please put a freaking egg on it? <laughs> so that's, um, that's my advice for weeknight meal prep. Well, something that, <laughs> what you were describing there in your like quinoa hodgepodge situation, um, made me think about, um, uh, some good tips for if you live by yourself and are just cooking for one, Mm -hmm. um, having things you can put together that are like similar and use some of the same ingredients, but that you can throw different things in to make it feel more different. Um, and especially things that are shelf stable or not super expensive, like quinoa quinoa and like beans. beans. Um, that's really helpful because I, I totally hear people who, um, are rolling solo who say like, if I cook, it means I'm eating the same thing for like seven days. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like that does not sound that mm-hmm. enjoyable to me either. Totally. Um, but if you can, um, instead of making like a recipe that's, you know, serve six or whatever, if instead you can like sort of put together things based on ingredients you have around in combinations that you like, um, and then come up with a few different versions of that for you, that might be a way where you can like use up the stuff that goes bad without feeling like you ate the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think that is a good tip and a mm-hmm. good way to think about it. Um, and you know, next week you can do a different grain. If you're like tired of quinoa, you can do like farro or, mm-hmm. you know, brown rice or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, whole grain pasta. Totally. Yeah. Lots of different great grains Mm -hmm. (laughs) out Um, there. There's also like, we talked about this um, when I interviewed Leanne Brown, um, who did the cheap and good book, but she likes, um, she calls it things on toast. Um, And I think that's Mm. a good way to do it. If you're cooking for one too, which is like you have your toast base, which is really just another version of your quinoa base or your rice base Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you like put something on it that has like vegetables and protein in it. Uh, And like, you know, that can be, your meal. It doesn't have to be like a lasagna, mm-hmm. although you can cook a lasagna and you can definitely freeze the rest if you don't want to eat it all at once. Um, although I'd be perfectly happy eating lasagna for oh, seven meals in a row totally. because it's one of my mm. favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the idea of like having staples around that you really like and then combining them in different ways to make, um, different types of meals mm-hmm. or different types of flavors with the same type of meal is a good strategy if you're cooking for yourself. Um, and one thing that's really going to help there is spices and sauces. Mm -hmm. Um, like having some cumin around, you can automatically make it taste either like tacos or like, um, you know, have some curry 
powder around, all of a sudden you've got like a curry flavored thing. Yeah. Um, if you have salsa, that's a great way yeah. to like all of a sudden make a thing much more exciting. And mm-hmm. that can sit in your fridge forever. Mm-hmm. Um, pesto is another one that you can keep in your freezer and then just take out when you want it. Um, so those are some of my ideas if you're cooking for one. Um, if you're cooking for four, so I do not have this experience, but there are a lot of great bloggers who have strategies for meal planning for families. Um, and I'll link to some on the website. I cannot say enough about slow cookers, especially if you're cooking in large quantities. Um, there are all these websites that have like, you know, a month of slow cooker meals that you can like prep in Ziploc bags and keep in your freezer. And then the day in the morning, you just like open the bag, dump it in your slow cooker and like set it and forget it. A lot of those meals are really kid friendly because they're like relatively simple. Um, and, uh, so slow cookers are your friend. Um, things that cook in large quantities are your friend. I think that's true for almost anyone that like, you'd want to be able to cook once and eat many times. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are trying to like save time. So like, that's our lunch strategy is like cook one big thing of soup, eat for the week yeah. for lunch. Um, it does mean like eating the same thing for lunch every day for a week, but let's be honest. A lot of you do that anyway. Yeah. It's just yeah. like the salad you get at the salad place. Yeah, or like, totally. There's nothing you know. wrong with leftovers too. Totally. I love leftovers. Um, yes. Yeah. I love leftovers because they are so easy. Yeah. And sometimes things taste even better mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. Um, one challenge I've heard from friends who are parents is um, there can be an elongated phase where like the kids don't want to eat what the parents want to eat. So you end up basically cooking two dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, every family is going to figure out their own way around that. That was never an option in my household. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was for dinner was what was for dinner and there were not additional options, but I'm sure also that my mom made things that she knew we would mostly eat. So it's a balance. Like for some parents, they're like, I don't want to give up eating, you know, what I want to eat. So I'm willing to do two separate meals. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are like, forget it. Like we're just cooking one thing for everybody. Um, there are different strategies that work for different people and there isn't like a right strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know a bit about child psychology too. So I feel like <laughs> because I'm a teacher, it's like all experiential. None of it is scientific, right? <laughs> but I will tell you, your kid eats stuff at school that they won't eat for you. That's mm, definitely true. That's so interesting. I had a friend who has a two-year-old, and she was like, when I picked my daughter up from school today, uh, the teacher said how much she loved the broccoli, which I said was interesting because she spent all of last night throwing it on the ground in her home. <laughs> so cute. Uh, and there's some of that, that like, uh, as kids. a parent, you just like can't avoid. Like, yeah. there, there is more going on with their eating than just like them eating. There's like mm-hmm. their relationship with you, mm-hmm. them asserting their power, like all that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, but oh, also wow. like, like yeah. yeah, you know, in general, you're the grown up. You get to yeah, decide. Yeah. Um, really interesting. Kids it is. are so interesting. It is. <laughs> Those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in terms of like how to, how to share the tasks, we talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, you can figure out what works for you. For my parents, it was my mom made the list and my dad went shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it's that we do it all together, the planning and the shopping. And then if I need to like get something started before he comes home, or if I'm out late and he needs to get something started, mm-hmm. we switch off because we cook together. Um, but like if one of you loves to cook and the other one doesn't, um, find something else that they can do to be 
an equal partner in it. Maybe they do the dishes. Maybe mm-hmm. they, you know, get take the list and go do the shopping. Um, there are ways to be involved, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, and I really do recommend cooking together if you can, um, especially if you're in, like, a relatively young relationship. Uh, it's a great chance to, like, be with each other and do an activity. It's so fun. And you learn together. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is building up your recipe library. Because mm-hmm. one thing that's really intimidating when you first start cooking and meal planning is you just don't have that many things like at your fingertips to think about making. Um, how have you like built up recipes in your life? Yeah, we have, we have an arsenal kind of at this point in time, you know, thinking about the past five years of being with Stuart. I mean, we've made, we've made hundreds of different things by this point in time. And we have things that we go back to and there are certain recipes that we always go back to. We always use Tyler Florence's beef stew Mm. recipe. Like we always use Ina's chicken recipe. There was another like lasagna recipe we always refer back to. And, um, I think having that arsenal of recipes is really important. So what Stuart and I did, one of the the very first gifts I gave him, this was our maybe like six month anniversary. (laughs) We were super cheesy back in the day and we had already started our relationship relationship off and kind of this, um, you know, one of our shared things was we loved cooking and we loved food. So it was this big recipe box that I got from Barnes and Noble (laughs) and it was really cute, but it looks like a big, bound kind of like leather book but really it's just a box and you open the lid but it looks like a book Mm -hmm. so we've been filling that and what we do is with our food network magazine which i love um because Stuart and i geek out over the food network stars is we find recipes and that way we don't have to save thousands of magazines we just cut out the recipes and then we actually throw them in there and it's cute it's like really kind of um old school like it's really old school very analog very analog okay so we have that now how many times have we actually used it and like (laughs) referred back to the and like sat at our table and like looked through the recipes that's a completely different story (laughs) (laughs) most of the time now it is the way we plan our meals is like what did I end up buying at the grocery store and like Stuart being like, okay, um, I'll, I'll cook tonight, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be home by seven. So I'll get it started. Um, what did you buy again? So that's kind of how it's been as of late Mm -hmm. in terms of some other things we've done. We've been doing blue apron, Mm -hmm. which we've been having a blast with, and we've just been having a lot of fun with that, but we Mm -hmm. haven't done that in a couple, a couple months um once again purely out of kind of scheduling reasons but that's been really great because we got to have home-cooked meals and some of the the thought was taken out for us Mm -hmm. but in terms of cookbooks and you know this recipe book that I gave him that has definitely become more of like a special occasion, like special occasion things to refer back to, like our Sunday night meals in terms of weeknight meals we definitely still do um, you know, as of late, yeah, it's been kind of like separate, but I would say we're still together, but whether or not we're like cooking together. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, in terms of what we have been making for those weeknight meals has generally been, it'll be some type of, uh, especially as of late, it'll be some type of like roasted vegetable, 
which can be put in the oven while I am showering. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, some type of meat that can be cooked very quickly, whether it's like drumsticks or pork chops I've been into. And then my normal kale and spinach, whatever salad of whatever vegetables I can put into it. So that's kind of like what we've been doing lately in terms of our recipe mm-hmm. arsenal. Uh, so we also have a recipe box, like a physical old school recipe box. Oh, good. Analog. Um, yeah, an analog recipe box. And we use a mix of the recipe box. Um, I use Pinterest for recipes because I like having the visual reminder. So like I have a board that's like favorite recipes. So recipes we've like made before, we really like, and I can like scroll through it and look at all the pictures and then click through to the recipe, which I like. Um, a lot of people like Evernote, um, which is just another like online way of organizing notes. Um, you can also do just like a spreadsheet of like, you probably wouldn't want to do the recipe, but you could at least just do like, keep a list of like things you've made that you like. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the recipe box, the way we normally do it is stuff goes in the recipe box. If we make it enough that we don't want to have to keep printing out the recipe from the internet. Mm -hmm. So we'll like write it out on a card and then, um, the hood over our oven is magnetic. So we'll just like take out the card and like put it up with a magnet while we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we manage our like internet recipes versus our box recipes. Um, and then we also have a ton of cookbooks. Um, picking a good cookbook for you is really tricky. And some of it is a little bit trial and error. Like you'll get a cookbook and turns out it has like a bunch of stuff in it. You cook all the time and you'll get another cookbook that you like love, but like you just don't cook anything from it because it takes forever. Like we have an Otolenghi cookbook called plenty, which is just gorgeous. And it's like Mm -hmm. all these beautiful, um, photographs and like fabulous, delicious vegetable based recipes. We've cooked from it a couple times because every single recipe calls for like 70 ingredients. Mm -hmm. So, um, picking a good cookbook for you, think of the way you actually cook. Like, you know, we don't actually make like 70 ingredient meals. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a nice like coffee table book for us, but we don't use it that much. Whereas we have, um, the cookbook from Smitten Kitchen, which is one of my favorite recipe blogs. Um, and we use that all the time because it has more sort of like normal everyday stuff that we can like build off of. Um, I also like, um, cookbooks for, um, like genres of cooking that we didn't grow up with. So we have like a really great Indian food cookbook and a really great Chinese food cookbook. Um, because those are things that like, we don't know how you start out a dish Mm -hmm. in those food cultures because we didn't grow up with it. Yeah. Um, so it's a good way to like learn about, um, those kinds of foods and get better at cooking them. Um, so yeah, you might have to like try out a few cookbooks. It's okay if you get a cookbook and then you don't actually end up cooking from it all the time. That's just part of life. Yeah. It's I part of yeah. cookbook and, life. And some cookbooks will end up being beautiful coffee mm-hmm. table books or a part of your library. Right. And that's totally fine. Totally. Yeah. Um, a couple um, things I wanted to add at the end are comparison shopping for prices. So if you didn't go grocery shopping with a dad who is very price sensitive as a child, you may not be as, you may not be thinking about like comparison shopping based on price. So I'm definitely not going to say always buy the cheapest thing, but there are definitely things where it is worth it to uh, take a second to like look at the price per pound. Um, So that's all I was going to say is if you don't know this at the grocery store, um, (laughs) there should be like a price for the, um, package or whatever, or like a price by, um, for the, 
container or whatever on the shelf, but then next to it should be a like price per um, ounce or price per pound usually. Um, and that is a good way to comparison shop. If so, if you're buying like rice, you know, it take a couple seconds and see, like, am I paying way more for rice just because it comes in a fancier package? Like not to say there aren't differences in rice. I'm sure there are, but if you don't care about the difference, you may as well pay less money. Um, so it's worth it to take a second and like comparison shop. Yeah, I feel like that's actually something that a lot of people don't know what all those numbers are at the bottom of the tag Mm -hmm. at the grocery store. Yeah, take Mm -hmm. a second just to look. Mm -hmm. Um, Take a look at like the ounces of the product too. mm -hmm. So if one thing is cheaper than another one of something. Is it for less product? Is is it because it's less product, but maybe you just don't realize. So just really take a look at the ounces too. Um, and, uh, it's worth it to do a little comparison shopping for stores. Also, if you like in New York, a lot of people do have like a couple places near them, just like look at what milk costs in the different places or whatever it is that you buy all the time. Like one thing for us is Greek yogurt. So like Mm -hmm. if I'm in a new store, I like check what the Greek yogurt goes for. Yeah. It's Um, always like that Faye. Yeah. It's like always, it's always like it's $3.99 here, but it's $6.99 there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Next thing I was going to say is organic versus conventional. We've talked about this in other episodes. Um, do what works for you in terms of belief system and mm-hmm. prices. Um, there, I'll include a list in the show notes of like the dirty dozen, the like produce that is most important to get organic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't buy everything organic. Yeah, I don't either. Um, because I am not made of money. Yeah, I love normal bananas. <laughs> and that's totally fine. It is fine. <laughs> and then the last thing I was going to say is when you're making a meal plan, make a plan that's flexible because you don't want to like have your meal plan for the week and have bought your groceries and then get to Wednesday and like a really fun opportunity comes up and you're like, ah, I can't, I have to go home and make pasta. Right. Like, right. you know. You want your plan to be so that, like, you could skip a day if you need to. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's totally fine. Because normal eating is flexible eating. And sometimes you just have to meet up with a friend for dinner. And it happens. And, you know, an- another thing with with grocery shopping and with just having food in your house, it's really awesome having food It is. It makes you house. feel like a real person. It makes you feel like a human. And it's important. And from a health perspective... Absolutely. I mean, it, it just you can't really, um, you, you can't even really compare. Even if you were to eat a chocolate chip cookie out versus a chocolate chip cookie you made at home, even if your chocolate chip cookie that you baked has, you know, butter and sugar in it, it's still going to be a better choice for you than having bought it out. And this is just a, this is just kind of a, a blanket statement. So you making yourself something at home, it's going to be better for you nutritionally than if you were to have bought something out even if it's like this, a similar realm of thing, like you eating a sandwich at home, you might end up actually doing one piece of toast and then putting things on it. Whereas if you get a sandwich out, there are for sure going to be two pieces of bread on it. So, you know, from a health perspective, definitely. But also, I just feel like having groceries at home makes your house feel like a home. It does. You know? So, and another interesting thing, I just saw Tim Ferriss the other night and Tim Ferriss is probably the ultimate podcaster Mm -hmm. and he's a life hack specialist and he's also just an awesome knowledgeable life coach and and he has this really like no nonsense way of telling people to just like get their stuff together 
And one thing he recommended, you know, for people who are struggling to do something, whether it's to get a task done, fitting in, working out, or buying groceries, or just staying on top of their work or whatever. And with groceries, you know, I have to, I'm starting to kind of, you know, think about some of the things he said, but if this is something you want to do, and if it's something that you want to work on, which is buying groceries and having, feeling like a human and, and having legitimate food in your house, you can, at this point in time, there's almost like no excuses because of what we have. We have Amazon Prime, and we have Fresh Direct, and we have Google Express, and we have Instacart. So if it's becoming time too time-consuming, it's to the point where you can outsource that errand to someone else and you can take 10 minutes and do it all online and you can have everything either delivered to you, um, you know, or, or if you don't have a dormant, you know, deliver it to your work. But it's, it's to the point where, um, you know, just, just take responsibility. If that is something you want to do, outsource that errand and do a lot of it online and have someone actually deliver the groceries to you. And from just like a, a feeling standpoint, it will help you feel like you are on top of your stuff. So totally. That's my And it's a trade-off, right? Like, so it's either money or time. Like you mm-hmm. either put your mm-hmm. own time and effort into like making the plan, going to the store, buying the stuff and making it, or you pay someone else to do it, whether mm-hmm. it's in terms of like, you know, paying a little more to get your groceries delivered or paying a little more to have something like a meal service like Blue Apron or something like that, mm-hmm. or paying a lot more to like go have a meal out. Mm-hmm. So there are instances where it makes sense to pay someone else for any of those things. Um, and there are also times where like if your greatest value is saving money, that like the cost for that is your time. Um, but you can make a more efficient use of your time if you practice. It is it like we didn't start out with this complex like meal planning and grocery shopping system. Mm -hmm. This is like, it's evolved as we've gone on. So you won't start at your like goal. You start where you are and then like move forward in that. So just a quick takeaway. Um, Daphne and I both cook at home as much as that we can. Um, Daphne has a little bit more of like a take the staples and like whip something up strategy and um, I have more of like a pick a recipe and like plan it out strategy, both of which are great. Um, in terms of just having food around your house, think about like what are staples for you? Like, do I always want to have yogurt? Do I hate yogurt, but I always need to have bread? Like, think of what it is for you and then try to keep those in your house. Um, share the tasks. If you have a partner or a roommate, it will make it much more doable. Um, Think about how you want to build up your recipe library, whether it's like cutting recipes out of the Food Network magazine or collecting internet recipes on Pinterest. Pick what works for you. Um, There's no right answer. Uh, And comparison shop for prices so that you're not paying too much for your rice. Um, Organic or conventional is your decision based on what you can pay for and what your value is there. Um, And make a plan that's flexible. You can always switch it up. It's okay. If you end up getting pizza for dinner, it's fine. Uh, But we're aiming for a world where you don't have to get pizza for dinner every night Mm because you had no plan. Does that sound good? It's perfect. (laughs) Thanks, Daphne. (laughs) Awesome. All right. This is a feature called This is Crazy, right? Where I bring in something 
health or fitness related that I think is crazy and Daphne can tell me whether or not it is. So Daphne has not looked at this yet. Um, This is something I found within the first few results of just searching the word health on Pinterest. That's it. Just health, not diet, not anything like that. Just search for health. Um, And it, uh, the headline is lose 10 pounds in a week. So I already knew that this was great fodder. (laughs) Try this simple and effective diet. This person says, um, here's what the diet is. Um, Okay, says, uh, let's start with breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Before you even think about breakfast, squeeze one fresh lemon into a glass of cold water. Fine. Okay. We've talked about okay. it before. We're good there. Yeah. Okay. What you want are fruits. Now, everyone who tells you can eat fruits through the whole day is not being honest with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the truth is, the best time to eat fruits is in the morning when the sugars from fruits are distributed nicely through our body. Is that true, Daphne? Can we only um, eat fruits in the morning? I mean... Uh, <laughs> you can if you want, but you can also eat them throughout the day. So, And here's her suggestion for breakfast. You can take two oranges, two apples, a large grapefruit, two pears, or anything similar. Add a handful of hazelnuts, almonds, or nuts to your breakfast. So she's saying eat two oranges. And some nuts. And some nuts, or two apples and some not- nuts. Not eat two oranges, two apples. Right, 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 right. Okay, see, she's not even clear. This is how ludicrous this woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my guess is that I wouldn't last very long on two oranges and a handful of almonds. Yeah. Uh, and no one really needs to eat two of anything. It's like <laughs> when a bodybuilder is eating 12 egg whites. Like, right. you just should never do that. <laughs> um, for your lunch, you can get a slice of meat, be it cooked <laughs> veal or cooked chicken. The trick is to avoid bread during your lunch and get two cups of sour milk or yogurt with your lunch. <laughs> Uh, limit your side dish and avoid creamy salads during lunch. You can get few veggies as a side dish for your slice of meat. How's that sound? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, should I get saying... my two cups of sour milk or yogurt <laughs> <laughs> along with my slice of meat? Uh-huh. Right. That's like, that, that's so bizarre. So that's bizarre. That's like a lot of yogurt. That's a lot of, lot of dairy. And then I don't know what in the world she's talking about with sour milk. I think she just means any type of fermented, like yogurt or sour cream. Yeah. Sour milk or yogurt <laughs> with your lunch. Kefir, maybe? Kefir, maybe? Okay. So, so, so essentially, she's saying no vegetables during lunch. You should just or eat No, you one. can have few veggies. Oh, okay. But to as eat a side a, dish for your slice of so meat. So she's essentially saying no bread and to just eat a slice of meat. And two <laughs> cups of yogurt. All right. Uh, a few hours after your lunch, it's time for a snack. Uh, but instead of going chips and chocolate for your snack, make a fresh seasoned salad. Add just a pinch of salt and some olive oil and you are set. Fresh seasoned salad. I mean, this woman's like grammar. A, is. Yeah, she might not be English as a first language, which is fine. Oh, I don't think um, she is. But that I don't have a problem with her English. I have a problem with her diet. Yeah, yeah. Um, salad for snack, fine. Except that, like, who's ever had a salad as a snack and felt satisfied? Yeah. And then your dinner menu is two hard-boiled eggs, green salad, or cucumber salad with olive oil. Now the hard part is how to survive after six p.m. until you go to oh, bed. Man. This is where your determination comes into place. So. Daphne. And then after dinner. Oh, and then after dinner, she says to prepare green tea, one liter of water with four bags of green tea, and drink it before bedtime. Okay. So that's so, a caffeine problem. That's a caffeine problem. And a pee and problem, a pee right? Problem. Okay. So, so Daphne, is this crazy? This is crazy. So oh, she also says, um, how long you stick to the diet is completely your choice. However, I must note, it is recommended to practice the diet for 10 days at the most. <laughs> okay. So, so many things. So many things have come to mind and so many things I want to say about this. Um, 
first of all, anything that says you can lose 10 pounds in a week, chances are it's some type of starvation thing. And first of all, all you listeners out there, you do not want to lose 10 pounds in one week. If you lose 10 pounds in one week, that's a major, major issue. And your body is going to freak the heck out on you. And you're going to put weight back on like there is no tomorrow. And um, essentially, you're starving your body, and then you're going to gain all the weight back and then some because you will have essentially destroyed your metabolism. So that's number one. <laughs> number one, you'll destroy number your metabolism. Two, number two. Number two. Uh, this is just a huge lesson out there of just because something has been put into a cute little PDF and then posted on Pinterest does not mean it is safe. Oh my gosh. Like this is not anything that I would ever, ever, ever recommend to any of my clients. And I'm just going to go out there on a whim and say this, but this girl, Emily, who is the writer of this article or who's the creator of this little PDF um, there's no way she's a health professional. She may not even be a real person, honestly. Like this could easily be, basically like, a, um, like something that was written to get clicks to yeah. then yeah, yeah, make yeah. money for ads. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, it has eight hundred thirty-nine thousand shares on Pinterest. Oh no! So Joanne, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sorry so, to do this to you, Daphne. For so many reasons. I mean, basically, we, we don't even have to go over breakfast, lunch, dinner, and what is like supposedly a snack on this thing. Just, just, <laughs> just don't do it. Everything about this is absolutely, absolutely ludicrous. Um, I think it's, it's, it's completely a starvation diet. And the most important thing to take away from this is like, there's some crazy stuff out there on the internet and totally. not all of it is true. And, um, you're right. I don't think this was created by a health person. I think this was created, uh, to like draw ads to, to this. That's what they call it. Yeah. To, to bring people to the website. Totally. Totally. So as an internet user, it's your responsibility to not be Googling how to lose 10 pounds in a week because you are feeding the beast, feeding the beast and you'll hurt yourself. Um, and use a critical eye when you see this stuff. I mean, I didn't Google anything weird or I didn't, you know, search for anything weird on Pinterest. I just searched for health and this came up, it had a cute little graphic, looked like a thing someone put some time into. Doesn't mean that they know anything about what they're talking about. So use your critical eye. Remember what you know from listening to Daphne on just one more, uh, and don't fall for the clickbait on the internet. Just don't do it. I'm going to go drink my one liter of green tea before bed now, Daphne. I'm going to go eat a cucumber. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on iTunes, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes and for help subscribing, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.